This last week with Dad, it, it's been a living hell. When I'm there, I feel like my territory's being violated. When I'm not, I'm worried about what he's up to. Look at me, look at me, I'm a nervous wreck. You don't still have the brochures from those, those rest homes, do you? But you really think that's necessary? I'm afraid I do. I don't have my life anymore. You don't suppose there's a, a chance that you and Maris could... <laughs> Dear God, no. Okay, that's from Fraser, And so many people that I work with now are in that situation where they've got elderly parents moving back in with them or living with them anyway or in an in-law apartment attached to the house. And they constantly are shuttling them around, take, taking them to doctors, taking them to the church social, taking them everywhere you can imagine. And the parents, the, the sandwich generation, the um, actually not the parents, the kids of these parents, the adult kids, just feel like they have no life anymore. And of course, that's what Frazier's dealing with. And typically, it doesn't end up like with Frazier, typically resentments build between the adult child and the parent. And it comes out in screaming at one another or passive aggressive actions. The, the parent feels like a burden if they're a good parent and they feel like uh, if they're an envious parent that just feels that the child owes them this, then it becomes a nightmare and the child can't disentangle himself or herself from this. So what's the solution? Well, you pawn it off on your younger sibling or your older brother or your, you know, somebody else in the family. That's not a solution. That's just a passing the buck. I think the most respectful thing in this situation is to seriously look into assisted living if you're in that the price category where you can afford it because it re preserves the dignity of the uh, aging parent and yourself. And you each have your privacy. It's just a much healthier solution. Um, you may feel differently, uh, but that's the route that we went with my in with my mother-in-law, and it gave her a lot of privacy, and it worked out very well. Of course, if you have a loving parent and you've got young kids, and the parent wants to babysit for the kids, and it's a win-win situation, then that's a whole different category. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to the Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free. 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. -E -E That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And right now, I'm going to turn to um, the phones and speak with Irene. Irene? Yes. Yes, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Kenner. Um, I'm, like you said, my name is Irene. And I'm in a situation that I, like I was telling the young gentleman earlier, I have a 21-year-old daughter, a 22-year-old son, a husband, and a home. Okay. Of course. But I'm in a situation that since my husband retired, or even prior to that, six years earlier, seven mm -hmm. years earlier, he does not cooperate with anything around the house. He does not cooperate for anything at Give all. me one example that irks the heck out of you. Oh, uh, you know what I'm calling you actually this morning because I've got water leaks faucets in all the bathrooms. Yeah. Outside, front yard, backyard. Everywhere. Water leaking? Yes. And then I asked, I simply asked him because uh, I got my brother to come and help me do the plumbing. Of course, plumbing is expensive. Yeah. So I asked him, have you seen, have you noticed if the backyard towards the very far end is leaking? He says, and an answer that irritates me is that he snaps. What does he say? He says, well, aren't you here? Aren't you, haven't you gone to the backyard? Don't you see what's leaking? He puts everything on me. He sits here all day since he retired. Yeah. He sits here at the house all day, sitting in my son's bedroom, watching television all day, 
Yeah. In my bedroom because we're no longer together since we've had so many problems. He's yeah. in his bedroom. I'm in my bedroom, my daughter in hers and my son in his. Yeah. How old is he? He is 63. 63. 63, but very healthy, very strong. Healthy and strong. What does he do for hobbies besides watch TV? Drink beer and liquor. Okay. He's an alcoholic? I would think so. Okay. What I, keeps I, you with me him? Myself, me myself has judged him, judged him to be like that. I was How much does he drink? Well, um, when I get home, I see at least about, about a dozen cans of beer. A dozen cans of beer? Uh-huh. And I get up, I, I'm sick. I, I'm in the verge of leukemia. I have a blood problem. Okay. And I get up and I drag myself to work still. Okay? My daughter drags herself to work and studies, goes to college. What do you do? I, uh, I work in an office. I'm an office clerk. Okay. Secretary. Do you have a good friend in the office? Actually, no, because I think that my problem here at the house yeah. shows on me at work. How so, so? It seems like it seems like when um, I snap at, the, at some of the girls at the office also when they ask questions about yeah. something that they should know since they've been there for such a long period of time yeah. also. And uh, I think that the, my... So it spills My over. You're frustrated. Me. Uh-huh. His, his problem is reflecting on me. Oh, okay. What, um, what keeps you in the marriage? The leukemia? Um, at the beginning, no. At the beginning, what kept me in the marriage was that um, my sister had gotten divorced. Yeah. And her children always threw this thing back at her. Like, oh, you left my dad because... You want to go around running around looking for her husband. We don't want a new dad. And da, 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 da. How old were her kids when she divorced? We're about 13, 14. The, and how old? Your kids are 21 and 22. Oh, my, my kids are old now. And I was thinking of maybe, is he too old or am I too old to get a divorce? Oh, do you know that there, there are articles? and To lose anything that we have accomplished. Because actually his answer today was, well... If you don't want to fix the leaks, if you don't want to fix this, or you want to do, if you don't want to do anything around the house, well then, get out. Okay, he wants a free ride in life. Uh, what did he do for a living? He used to work at a company um, manufacturing appliances. And what did, was he in like a corporate? Was he? Did he use his brain a lot, or was he just somebody who was a gopher and he was a day laborer? He was a worker, just a worker, and the company moved on out to uh, another. Okay, um, but he but he was was he a hard worker? Was he a good very worker? Hard worker? Did he love his work? Yes, he did. Okay, one of the problems, but you said this started before he left work too. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing at least two major problems. One is his alcoholism, which it may be his way of drowning the fact that he's let his mind corrode. He's not functioning. He's not building any self-respect, and therefore he's hateful of himself, and it sounds like he's reflecting it out on you, and then you bring it into work, so it's like this domino effect. And it's not just on me. It's on the kid, um, my son and my daughter. Oh, he does it with them, too. Well, because... Why? Um, is, yeah. If I feel that it's simply because when you, hear your, when you hear one of your children say, oh, I hate, I hate my, you know, 
My father? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's wonderful in a sense because they're recognizing reality. How can you love someone who hates themselves? Mm-hmm. If they hate themselves and they've made themselves into a bad character, they're drinking, they're throwing their, what could have been a wonderful life away. He could have made the most of retirement. He's not. He's just watching TV and basically stagnating. There's a stench in that room, the alcohol stench. Mm-hmm. What I recommend is you asking yourself the question. You can't change him. I would get therapy for yourself, supportive therapy. Mm -hmm. And I would ask yourself, what will make you happy long range? And if it's living without him, make sure you can do it financially. Mm -hmm. Make sure you can, um, maybe you can find a darling little apartment. I've worked with women who have been married for many decades. And I've just seen them so much happier on their own. There's a transition period that's sticky. But your kids will be supportive of you because it's not like your sister. Your kids are on your side. Right. And you'll be better to the people at work. You can even tell the people at work what's going on. They'll be more empathetic, and maybe you'll soften up there and make your life a little better. So here, I thank you so much for your call. I would wish we had more time. We're right up against the break, Irene. I see. Okay, I really appreciate your help here. Okay, hope that helps. Give me a call back. Let me know how it turns out I for will. you. Okay. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And coming up, we'll be talking about a woman who is totally fearful of the dark, totally fearful. And then we'll talk with a woman who will give you some tips on how to think better. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. The ability to compromise is essential when you become parents. The significant responsibility of caring for children throughout their growing years requires that partners have excellent communication skills, including methods of fairly dividing up child-rearing responsibilities. Otherwise, misunderstandings grow, small slights ignite large fires, and the soulmate relationship perishes. Wall Street Journal writer Sue Schellenbarger reported on this phenomena in a 2004 article titled, And Baby Makes Stress, Why Kids Are a Growing Obstacle to Marital Bliss. Three reasons cited included debt, overspending on the baby, confusion over roles, who should be the stay-at-home parent and who is the breadwinner, and the inability of partners to talk without fighting. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.